Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're in a series called Extraordinary Relationships. And what I want you to know is this, is we're said extraordinary because, you know, we don't want ordinary. Ordinary is like, okay, well, we're together five years and then we go on ways. That's what ordinary is in our culture today. Over 50% of the people get divorces, you know, and, and so whether you're married or you're dating today or you're, you're you know, you're, you're a parent or you're a child, I think today's message is going to help you up. And what I want to do is call you up, everybody. Amen? I don't want you to stay where you are. I want to call you up. And so we're going to practice this together uh, today. Now, it's Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. That's why we're wearing these jerseys. And I know you have your favorite team, but every time that we talk about Super Bowl, my mind goes back to a heartbreak. (laughs) Why'd I have to bring it up? 2016, the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots. (laughs) those of you that don't know we walked into the third quarter about eight minutes into the third quarter we had a 25 point lead over the patriots it was our year we could taste it we're gonna beat the patriots and then something happened (laughs) momentum shifted and the coaches on the falcons panicked as I did research and begin to unpack that a little bit, and all the commentators begin to, to analyze the game, and all the analysts said what, there's only one thing that happened, that the Falcons had a game plan, and that game plan was to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That was their game plan. But when all of a sudden momentum changed, <clears throat> they panicked, and they deviated from the game plan and began to try to throw the ball with no success. And momentum shifted, and they ended up losing the game because they left, they abandoned their game plan. And so what I want to tell you is this, is that as we're talking about relationships, you can never abandon God's game plan. If you abandon God's game plan, it's going to work. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And so today, I want to give you God's game plan. I just read it to you, but I want to give it to you. I try to break the sermon down in like two to three words so you can remember it, but today, I couldn't do that. Today, there are going to be six words, six words, so I'm going to challenge you today, all right? Let's see if we can handle six words. Here's the game plan that God wants for you, and he wants for me. Here it is. Let's read it. You ready? Come on. I love like Jesus loves me. Let's say it again, everybody. I love like Jesus loves me. That's it. If you deviate from that game plan, then guess what? There's going to be failure everywhere. But when you, and the good news is, is that if you've had failure, but if you go back to the game plan, then guess what? You don't have to lose. And so we can, we can, we don't have to lose from now. We can actually win if we'll get back on the game plan. So I love like Jesus loves me. How do you love everybody? Let's say it. I love like Jesus loves me. How do you love everybody? I love like Jesus loves me. How do you love everybody? I love like Jesus loves me. How he loves me. So I want to give you three things today to talk about how to love like Jesus. And I want to be transparent with you. Today what I'm going to tell you is so simple, you're going to, you may miss it. You may miss it. I hope that you don't let the simplicity of what I say 
be able to, to just somehow make you say, well, I already know that. Yeah, we know you already know it, but you're not doing it. <laughs> Amen, everybody? Amen. So don't let the already know that begin to change your actions because we're not trying to change what you know. We're trying to change what you do. Amen, everybody? All right. Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready for this first one. You think you're ready? Let's say, well, let's say how we love, everybody. I love like Jesus loved me. I had to say that because you might not love me after we say this first one. Number one is this, practice patience. Mm, there it is. Practice patience. I used to think that patience was a curse word. I mean, I'm serious because so many people say, oh, don't ever ask God for patience. Don't ever. In the church, I say, boy, I need patience. Oh, don't ever ask for that. Don't ever ask for that. Well, if we don't ask for it, we can't have it. Look what, look what he says right here about how God is patient with you. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is what, everybody? Patient. With who? You. Aren't you glad? He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, if he wasn't patient with you, you'd be dead already. But he's been waiting so that he could save you, trying to get your heart right. He's been patient. Look at the next verse with me. I want you to read the, I want you to read the, uh, the first three words out loud, and I want you to say the third word really loud. You ready? Let's say it. Here we go. Love is patience. Did you hear what you just said? Without patience, there is no love. If you don't have patience, you will have no love. Love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Here's what I want you to know. Whenever we are being impatient with a person, it means this. They're not doing what we want them to do when we want them to do it. Amen? Amen. So we get impatient. They're, what impatience means, I'm starting to get mad on the inside. Because they will not do what we want them to do when we want them to do it. Here's another word for impatience. Are you ready? Let me break it down for you. Selfishness. In other words, when I get impatient because someone is not doing what I want them to do it do when I want them to do it, then basically it's me. I'm being selfish. It's me. I want what I want, and I want it now. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to get mad. I may get on the floor and throw a tantrum. Because <laughs> that's what babies do. And when I'm being selfish, I act just like a baby. Okay, that's all right. I'm going to show you something that can change your life. This circle right here. Is our relationships so I'm gonna draw I'm gonna put a number up here can everybody see this number what is that 80%, 80%. all right you may have got to look at the cameras for this one what is that 20%. now if you don't look at the camera is that harder to see you got to focus in right you got to strain them eyes 
The reason I share that with you is because in every relationship, there's the 80-20 principle. Every relationship. 80% of Rhonda Dawes, oh, I just love. <laughs> oh, I love. I just love the 80%. But there is... Thank you. There is that 20% drives me crazy. And the same thing with you. I tell every couple before they get married and when they come talk to me, you want to get married, I said, the best thing you can do is this before you get married, understand the 80 20 principle. And whatever you got to do, you discover that 20%. You got to discover it now. And you got to decide, okay, can I live with that? And listen, now, unless this is immoral or illegal. Now, if it's immoral or illegal, don't live with it. Amen, everybody? So if it's immoral or illegal, don't live with it. Rhonda and I were raised in very different homes. Her home was very peaceful. Nobody ever raised their voice at anyone. They were very patient with each other. Nobody's ever in a hurry. No, 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 don't be in no hurry. No, uh-uh. Matter of fact, show up 30 minutes late. It's okay. <laughs> and in my home, is that there were so many of us, you had to fight for your right. And the way that you won the argument was getting louder than the other person. And we just was in each other's face all the time. And as far as being late, no, if you were 10 minutes early, you were late. And so I was raised this way, very aggressive. You know, you got to think three steps ahead. And Rhonda's family, they just like thinking in the now, you know. So, so when we got married, it's all in water, baby. And so I spent the first year, 10 years of our marriage, focusing on this 20% thinking I'm going to change her. God has put me in her life to help her be better. Yeah. Now you know why I'm bald-headed. <laughs> Although, let me show you something right here. <clears throat> what I want to tell you is this. This is so true. Is that what you will be tempted to do is that you'll be tempted to focus. Like right now, you see, you're having the strain. If you're not looking at the camera, you gotta, you're straining to see this. And if you just focus on this right here, you're going to miss all this. And most relationships whether it be with husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or parent, child, or child, parent, is that most people end up focusing on this right here. And let me tell you something, you're not going to change that. You're not going to change that. I used to scream all the time about leaving lights on in our house. <laughs> leaving lights on our house. I was like, listen, don't leave the lights on. I could say it over and over and over again. Don't leave the lights on. But guess what? If you want to know where Rhonda's at, just follow the lights. <laughs> follow the lights. That's where she's at. You just follow the lights. So when I focused on it, I was fussing. Turn the lights. Why don't you? I done told you 15,000 times. Turn the lights off. And we did have a big argument over a stupid little light bulb that cost me one cent per hour that it was on. And now she made sure we had LED in this house. <laughs> so it don't cost our anything. And you know what? 
when I left my drawers in the floor. <laughs> you, left your, you left your underwear on the floor again, Jeff, come on. So it's a 20%. All our arguments is over 20%. But we got all this. Ooh, ah, yes. But we focused on this. See what I'm talking about? So you got a choice. What you going to do? Because you're not changing this. So you know what I do now in that house? I just leave the trail of lights. Well, I see her. She does the trail of lights. I just go behind her. Plop, 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 plop. <laughs> hey, baby. I'm so glad. Because I've learned to focus on this. Amen? Amen? There's peace in the valley when we focus on this. And there's war when we focus on this. So what do you want? Focus on this. So right now, today, if you take this home and you take practices, your life will get better. So give it up. They're not going to change. That's it. They're not going to change. That is not going to change. Amen, everybody? All right. Yes, amen. There's one honest person here. Yes, thank God. Look what the Bible says, Ephesians 4, 2. Look what it says. Always be what, everybody? You know what that means? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Humble means you're not always right. Okay, that's all right. Be humble and gentle. And what's the next two words? Be patient patient with each other. Making what? Allowances. You know what that means? I'm going to overlook the 20%. When it starts coming up, bubbling up inside of me, I'm going, no, 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 Jeff. Oh, I remember. Rhonda is wonderful. She's wonderful. Let that go. Right? Making allowances for each other's faults because of your what, everybody? Love. That's what love does. Love looks at 80% and lo- overlooks the 20%. I want to share another um, thought with you, and that is this. Is that Rhonda can never fulfill my life. She's not. To, only God can fulfill my life. No person can fulfill you. Everybody says, I'm going to get married so they can fulfill me. No, 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 no. They don't. If you go in it that way, friend, you're going to be disappointed. They don't fulfill you. Only God can do that. That's why James says this, James 4 and 2, look what he says. He says, you want something, but you don't get it. So you will kill covet, but you cannot have what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because why, everybody? You do not ask God. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. Help me, Holy Spirit. The problem is, is that expectations. You have all these expectations. Let me tell you something. Many of you have expectations of people you never told them about. So you're so upset because they're not meeting what you expect, but you never told them what you expected. So you're upset. So here's what I want to tell you. If you want your life to get better... Why don't you lower your expectations of people and why don't you raise your expectations of God? Here's one. Watch this. Here we go. You're not getting, you're not getting what you want from people. So why don't you lower that and you're getting everything you're expecting of God, which is nothing. Did you hear that, everybody? You're, you're, you're expecting so much from people, but so little from God. 
And, and listen, they can't give you what you expect, and he can give you whatever you want. He's a God of all gods, amen. He can, he's a God of this world. He can do it, and you're expecting so little, and many of us are getting what we're expecting from God, and that is nothing. So why don't you raise your expectation of God, lower your expectation of people, and watch the miracle of God begin to happen. Amen, everybody. Amen. So here we go. On the connection card, I hope everybody will check this on your card. It says, I will lower my expectations of people and raise my expectation of God. Amen. All right, number two, I got to hurry up. Remember, remember what we're saying, everybody. How are we going to love everybody? I love like Jesus loves me. How are we going to love everybody? I love like Jesus loves me. Here we go. Number two is show care. Show care. I want you to write that down as you look at me because I want to talk to everybody. All you online, too, I want to talk to you right now. Here it is. Watch this, everybody. All good deeds die at midnight. Just let that sink in a little bit. Just because you was good yesterday and you did good yesterday and you was nice yesterday doesn't mean you, you can't do that tomorrow. Guys make this mistake all the time. They Christmas time, they say, well, I bought my wife that nice ring she wanted. Ooh, I'll be good for six months. No, at midnight it died. <laughs> that good deed died at midnight. It don't matter what you've done, right? It's over. So just enjoy the 24 hours and that's it. It's over. Amen, everybody? Look what Jesus said. Matthew 15 10, Jesus said, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, What did he say, everybody? Listen, listen and understand. In other words, you're never going to understand until you listen. The greatest thing that we can do to show care to anybody is listen. Is listen to them. Many times we say, Well, I just don't understand my wife, or I don't understand my husband, or I don't understand my kids because they just won't listen to me. Did you hear that, everybody? I don't understand them because they won't listen to me. <laughs> you're never going to understand them as long as you're doing all the talking. It's when you begin to listen to them that you begin to understand them. Amen? So, the, so what we want to do here is we want to diagnose before we prescribe. Like when you go to the doctor... If you go to the doctor, you know, you go in that little waiting room and they come in there and all of a sudden they, they come in. Well, if you, you know, let's say you had a kidney stone. I mean, you're hurting. Oh, pain's bad. And the doctor comes in and says, well, today I'm just prescribing things for a sinus infection, so I'm going to give you a little antibiotic. Have a good day. He didn't even listen to one thing you said. He didn't, he didn't ask. He didn't ask anything. He just came and gave you a prescription. See, you've got to diagnose before you can prescribe. And the only way that you can diagnose is you got to listen. Amen? Amen? All right. Proverbs 18 and 2, look what it says. Fools have no interest in what, everybody? Understanding. They only want to what? Mm-mm-mm. See, when you only want to air your own opinion, you know what you're interested in? You're interested in fixing the blame and not the problem. We should fix the problem and not the blame. Amen? And if you're always talking, you're never learning. You're never learning any. If you're always talking, you're never learning. You think you're so smart. And everybody else is like, man, you're about the dumbest person I've ever seen. You don't ever shut up. Amen? Because if you're doing all the talking, you, you're never learning. You're never learning. 
So we want, James 4, 1 and 19 says this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to what, everybody? Listen. Slow to speak and slow. If you will listen up, button up, you'll grow up. Have we, look at this, everybody. Would you just, why don't you just grab these two ears right here? You got, you got your ears, just touch the ears. How many you got, everybody? Two ears? How many of these you got? That's God's clue right there. You should listen twice as much as you talk. Listen up, button up, and you can grow up. Grow up. So we want to seek first to understand. In other words, instead of me trying to be understood all the time, I want you to understand me. We're going to seek to understand the other person first. Now, that's very important because, you know, most of us, we don't realize that people don't see the world as it is. They see the world as they are. And so since we got, since we got backgrounds that are different, everybody, then we have to try to understand the person that we're with in our family and our friends. And so, like, you know, it would be like me if, if, if some of you come to me and said, you know what, well, uh, you had on glasses, and your glasses broke. And you come to me and say, man, my glasses broke. I can barely see Pastor Jeff. I said, well, here, just take mine. And then you put mine on, you go, you're running into walls because guess what? My prescription will not fit your vision. Amen, everybody? And, and so many of us have our opinions of, about life. We see things totally different than the other person does. And, and listen, my prescription is not fitting your vision. So I've got to understand what's going on with your eyes, and you've got to understand what's going on with my eyes so we can begin to understand each other. Amen, everybody? Amen. You cannot automatically put your glasses on somebody else. They don't always see it like you see it. And when you come from that perspective and relationship that they see what I see and they got to see what I see, then you're going to miss it. You got you to seek to understand before seeking to be understood. One of the ways to do that is, is uh, through eliminating distractions. And let me just say this to you. If you're married, I want to encourage you to do date nights. It's amazing how we will do that before we get married. We will do the things we need to do to keep a person but once we get married, it's like, okay, we're done. And if you do that, you will be done. I remember Rhonda and I was sitting down with a counselor when we were, uh, shoot, probably about uh, 39, 40 years old. As a matter of fact, about yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and he looked at our marriage and said, listen, after about a couple weeks, the only thing I see is this is that you need to date. You love each other, but if you don't start dating each other, then you, you know, you're going you're gonna to dissolve. Your marriage will dissolve. And you know what? We, we were so broke then. We were going through financial peace. Like, hey, we got about 20 of y'all going through it. Thank you. You're going to get better. We were going through financial peace, so our date was a, we'd go to Chick-fil-A. You could buy, you could buy back then a Chick-fil-A, a drink, and a fry for less than $5 back then. And then we would drive over to the Dollar Theater and see a, a movie. And for 20 bucks, we had a date night. You know what? And the reason we drove the Fayetteville to the Dollar Theater is because we would talk on the way. And see, that changed our marriage. And still to this day, we still do dates. We did still date. I'm still dating. I'm still dating this one. Woo -hoo -hoo. Yes, I am. And it saved our marriage. 
And let me tell you something. We're having a date night here. You need to sign up for it. If you haven't signed up yet, sign up for it because we want to invest in you. We're going to have child care, everything. So if you're thinking about getting married or you're married, uh, then please uh, sign up to come to date night because you need that time together. You learn to listen to each other. Let me say this to you, and I'm going to move on. What Rhonda and I have learned is this, is that I'm not always right, and she's not always right. Now, 90% of the time, she is. (laughs) Hey, I know where my bread's buttered. (laughs) (laughs) But what we've learned is this, is that if we can talk and we can come together and, and, and begin to make a decision together, we're great. That's why we got this jersey on called Team Dolls. Because that's what we become. When we listen to each other, we become Team Dolls. And let me tell you something. By myself, I'm not that good. And by, by herself, she's not that good. But when we come together, we're something to be reckoned with, baby. Amen. We're, we're Team Dolls. That's who we are. Huh? You can't take us down. No, no, no. We're strong together. And when you begin to realize that you're team doll, you're not, you're not team dolls. <laughs> Whatever your last name is, you become that team in your family when you only listen to each other and you make decisions together. It changes everything, amen? It strengthens everything. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to do that. So I have a next step for you. On your connection card, it says, I will make the choice to listen first. Would you please make right that? Because we got to pray for you. That's why we have you check the boxes because we want to pray over these cards and we think you're worth praying over. Okay, let's go to number three. But before we do, let's remember how we love everybody. How do we love everybody? I love like Jesus loves me. He said a new commandment, the game plan. Don't deviate from the game plan. If you do, you're going to lose. Stick to the game plan. Number three is forgive often. Forgive often. I hear the moans already. (laughs) You know, the only, Jesus had 12 followers, and the only one that we really know that had a wife and a mother-in-law was Peter, Simon Peter. And notice what he asked Jesus here. Could it be because he's married and has a mother-in-law? I don't know. That lived with him, by the way. He, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? <laughs> Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70, 70 times seven, which means, I'm going to do the math for you, 490 times. What he was saying is, he's saying, Peter, stop keeping score. Focus on this, not on this. And that's exactly what happens when we start keeping score, everybody, is that all of a sudden the tension begins to rise. Let me tell you what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not forgetting. If you could forget, you would not need to forgive. So we've discovered that forgiveness at Stockbridge Community, forgiveness means this. Forgiveness means that I'm going to have that thought about what that person done to me, even if it was 15 years ago. Amen, everybody? Anybody ever had that? You know, all of a sudden it pop up in your mind. You thought you'd forgiven it, and you said, oh, I I, I guess I didn't forgive it. I thought I forgave it. Yes, you did. You forgave it then. You got to forgive it today. Amen? So what forgiveness is, is choosing to release the feelings of hurt, anger, and resentment when it comes in your mind. You can't stop it from coming in, but you can choose to forgive it by releasing it. And that's what we want you to do. 
And that's what forgiveness is. The Bible says this. Look, Colossians 3 and 13. Bear with each other. <laughs> In other words, he's saying don't, don't be easily offended. Some of you are pre-offended. <laughs> You're already mad about something. So get over it. Stop being pre-offended. And forgive one another. If any of you has a what, everybody? Grievance. Would you circle that word grievance? Against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let me tell you what a grievance is. A grievance is a right to be angry with someone. You have a right. They did something. It's a right. You have a right to do it. Yes, they did a wrong to you. It's, you got them. You're holding the evidence. You got them. You can nail them. You got them. But he said, release it. Because that grievance is going to kill you. It's going to kill you. You got the right. Yes, yes, you got the right to be angry. You got the right to get it. But until you release the right to be angry, the grievance, it's never going to get better. I want to show you something. I, I like sharing this every once in a while. I'm not an artist. Let's go and get that clear. That's supposed to be a heart. Someone said, Pastor, it looked like someone's backside. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say, well, it's not, it's a heart. If you're holding a grievance, this is what it looks like in your heart. There's a portion of that that's black, it's hurt, it's wounded, and it's dying. And I just put the 20% here. When you hold on to what someone done to you and you refuse to let it go, it stays in your heart. And guess what? Your deepest emotions are in your heart, right above your heart. And when you try to love God with all your heart as the scripture commands you, you cannot do it as long as you're holding on to that. You, the best you could do, you could love God with 80%. You can't love your children with 100% of your heart. You can't love your spouse with 100% of your heart. You can't do it. And the sad thing about this, many people who cause that bitterness to end your heart are already dead. They don't even live anymore. And yet they're still controlling your heart. Here's what I'd like to say. Please, please forgive them and release it because you're hurting us. We didn't do anything to you. But bitterness never comes out on the person that did it to you. It always comes on the people that you don't intend for it to come out on. And you're hurting us. Would you please forgive today? So you see... The only way that you can forgive this is that you've got to receive forgiveness. Until you receive forgiveness, you can never give forgiveness. You can never give what you do not have. Amen, everybody? 
And so that's why it's so important. That's why we say, why don't you become a Christ follower? Why don't you receive God in your life? You know what that means? That means that I've done so much to offend God. So much, I've offended him so much, but he chooses when I ask him to forgive me. He chooses to cleanse me, and he doesn't hold that against me anymore. And I cannot love like that without him being in my life, and neither can you. So right now, I want to stop right now, and I want to give you the opportunity. If you're not a Christ follower today, that's why you're here. That's why you're watching online right now for this moment. Would you bow your heads with me, everybody? I'd like for everyone to repeat this prayer with me. And today, if you want to be a Christ follower, if you mean this in your heart, God will save you today. Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth and dying for my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. Help me. Save me. Help me to do your will. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.